0: Hi, Thanks for joining me on the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo. I am the film critic for the website, Quipster.net. Thanks so much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed this review. I do invite you to check out my website. You can find over 3,800 film reviews. I've been doing film reviews since 1996, and you can read all of my past reviews there at that site. Quipster.net is where to go. Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R dot net. Today I'm going to be looking at the comedy called Bad Moms. It's an R-rated film. It has sexual material, full frontal nudity, it says, language throughout, and drug and alcohol content. The runtime is an hour and 41 minutes. The cast includes Mila Kunis, Catherine Hahn, and Kristen Bell primarily, with supporting roles going to Christina Applegate, David Walton, Jada Pinkett-Smith, Annie Mumolo, Jay Hernandez, and Clark Duke. The directors are John Lucas and Scott Moore, who also write the screenplay. So if you've seen the trailers, you will pretty much know what to expect here. Bad Moms, I feel, despite formula stuff, I think it's one of the more pushy, raunchy comedies you'll likely come across. This is a film that's pretty reliant on using vulgarity as a crutch. It has characters that drop F-bombs at any place, pretty much. they are children's schools, during PTA meetings nobody really bats an eye about this. I guess the filmmakers Lucas and Moore thinks that without throwing F-bombs left and right, they won't get a laugh from audiences who are prone to guffaw just because they heard harsh language. So you remove those F-bombs and there's no joke there anymore. If that's the case, then you have a problem with your comedy as far as I'm concerned. Mila Kunis, she's playing a 32-year-old wife and mother of two. Her name is Amy and... She has a stale marriage. She's living in the Chicago suburbs in an upper-middle-class neighborhood. The film's actually shot in New Orleans, but tax breaks as they are, I guess that's what you do. Amy hits an impasse when she catches her hubby having an online affair in the most intimate of moments. Her best friends, a spitfire sex pot single mom named Carla, played by Katherine Hahn, and a mousy housewife named Kiki, played by Kristen Bell. They form a pact to be so-called bad moms as a means of rebellion against having to put up any longer with bratty, unappreciative kids or husbands that take them for granted for years and years. However... When the far-too-influential busybody PTA president named Gwendolyn, played by Christina Applegate, begins to make life difficult for them and their middle school-aged kids, Amy decides to run against her for control of the organization on a platform of empowering mothers to not have to always be so perfect. I'm almost hesitant to really call that a plot. This film is mostly plotless throughout. The direction and the screenplay, as I mentioned, is by John Lucas and Scott Moore, If those names sound familiar to you, their claim to fame came from writing the screenplay for the first Hangover film, along with a lot of other dumb comedies, 21 and Over, Rebound, Ghosts of Girlfriends Past, Four Christmases. Not exactly stellar work there, unfortunately. I guess The Hangover was the closest thing they've come to, a really big hit film. The film that they're making here tries to get the female viewers, the potential female viewers anyway, on board. They do so by actually pandering to them. They show mothers as people who can do no wrong in life. They have to be perfect. They get persistently unappreciated by their spouses and their kids. And it sets up this environment in which the ladies finally snap. and They cut loose and they end up being just as selfish as the single, childless people with all of the freedom in the world around them. Perhaps because this is a film that's written and directed by men, I guess cutting loose for these moms does not mean acting like they did when they were young and single, but instead this frat boy fantasy that involves speeding around in muscle cars, Downing bottles of vodka and doing jello shots, shrugging off all of their responsibilities, flipping their condescending boss, the bird. They throw wild and hedonistic parties, and they even try to get laid with easy hookups at the local bar. The casting choices here, while I actually like all of the actors that are in this film. I do think that they're probably not really the best choices for their respective roles. Mila Kunis, pretty young. Here, they have to make sure that you know that her 12-year-old kids, that she actually had them when she was about 20. And she labors to look even slightly domestic or even just lived in as a woman who's been a mom just about all of her adult life and a wife. She doesn't seem like she has a really long history with her relationships with her kids and her husband, who, you know, they keep having to re-explain things, I guess, for us in the audience, but it doesn't really feel like a family that know each other very well. The husband's very one-dimensional and self-centered. She has two precocious kids that look like they were freshly pulled from the movie kid rack at the film studio prop store. Kristen Bell, I think she fares about as poorly as Kuhn is here. And I like both these actresses, don't get me wrong. She plays this repressed stay-at-home mom who struggles to find her voice in the marriage and tries to drum up laughs during this bra-shaming sequence that's almost identical to the one that Belle was actually involved in just in the last year in her role in Melissa McCarthy vehicle called The Boss. You know, just an aside here, that it's Mila Kunis' character who is shown here to be the most fashionable of the three moms. She has almost perfect hair, even when she's just waking up. She has makeup at pretty much any time of day, and she wears five-inch designer heels, and yet she's the one who doesn't know her bra is not sexy. It's very dowdy, and that only speaks to the film really laboring to force comedy wherever it can without any kind of real character buildup. It seems like they invented these jokes pretty much on the fly, which is not surprising given that a lot of these R-rated films end up being improvised on the spot during the production. The rest of the cast, they're average at best, except for the always reliable Catherine Hahn. She's probably the film's sole actor delivering more than the role requires. Most of the scenes of debauchery or the crassness that gets injected here, they feel very forced into this movie. We can see the numbers behind those colors as the filmmakers concoct their paint-by-number strategy to deliver exactly what's expected from this kind of formula film. Bad Moms does occasionally stumble into moments of original dirty humor. There's this scene where the ladies describe their approach to sex with an uncircumcised man. That tended to be a little bit controversial f- for those people who are not appreciative of feeling gross or weird because they did not have this done to them when they were young. But at least... It was something I haven't seen in the film before. But those moments, even if you find them funny, aren't really enough to overcome some pretty tired, nearly formless ideas during the rest of the storyline. You know, we have snotty kids who whack their moms in the belly slapstick style with toy bats. You have a family dog that has vertigo sufficient enough to require wearing a bicycle helmet. Those are the kinds of things that are indicative of the level of humor you should expect from bad moms. Despite being kind of mediocre at best, I think that Bad Moms is likely to find an audience primarily among those who think that it's funny when you hear people swear, especially when it's accompanied by slow motion montages of unadulterated partying. You've probably seen your share of these before. If you watch a lot of R-rated raunchy comedies, this is pretty much par for the course. Lucas and Moore don't really differentiate much between the male and female liberation, as I mentioned, so it it does become another retread in the subgenre instead of one that actually upends or subverts age-old sexist attitudes. As it stands, it's a wish-fulfillment kind of fantasy comedy. It's meant to draw single moms and frustrated wives out to the theater for some knowing laughs, but I think that... These wives and moms deserve a more incisive movie, a more knowing movie about redefining gender roles than these two male writer-directors have the ability or life experience to speak toward. So, Bad Moms, it's watchable, but not really remarkable, and though it's not really an out-and-out detestable movie, I enjoyed it in spots, but not really enough to give it a recommendation but yet it's still a waste because it has a good high-concept premise. I think that this could have been a good film and certainly one that could have been a huge hit, but you have deathless, low-aiming contrivances throughout this movie. It just doesn't have a lot of inspiration other than the premise. So I guess moms and wives will just have to continue to be underappreciated, even by the films that are built to champion them. So I'm giving... Bad Bombs, two and a half stars out of four. Two and a half stars on my scale means that it had the tools, it had the talent here, it had a good cast, it had a really interesting premise, but it's missing something that really kind of kicks it over into something that I could recommend. And what it's really missing are the inspired laughs. I think Lucas and Moore had this idea, visions in mind of moms partying, and so they started with that premise and built their movie around it. And so it feels, as I mentioned, very formless. Instead of having a real strong idea of what they wanted to make from either a story standpoint or a character standpoint, crass humor and jokes and vulgarity. So two and a half stars is the best I can give. Bad Moms. Thanks everyone for listening. I hope that you enjoyed this review. If you do, I do encourage you to click the subscribe button because I deliver all of these films, most of the major releases that are out in the theaters as well as a lot of independent films, foreign films, and films that go straight to VOD. If you've been listening to the show for a while and you do like it, I do encourage you to leave a review on iTunes. That's the best way that you can show your support for the show. Until next time, I do hope that you enjoy your time anytime you go to the movies. And if you see Bad Moms, you liked it, or you have a differing opinion, or you even agree with me, you can write me. You can go to my website, find my contact information, as well as links to my Twitter feed and Facebook page. Any of those are acceptable ways to get in touch. Quipster.net's where to go. dot net.